Since we saw the Mandalorian's face, are you a believer? Just like the monkeys asked. This is the Bennett Brothers podcast for the Star Wars TV series, <laughs> The Mandalorian, Season 2, Chapter 15, The Believer. I'm hoping the monkeys music is playing now, but it's not. I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Wow, what an opening, everyone. <laughs> That's fantastic. And hopefully the music's playing, otherwise this will be really awkward. It's not playing that. Oh, it's, no. it's only playing the, the Bennett Brothers Star Wars Oh, theme. okay, we'll take that. Charting we'll take on that. the charts. It's, chart, it's number 52 on the Bennett family chart this week. That's a good chart. I have it hanging up in my room. It's a nice chart. It's a pie chart. <laughs> it's a pie chart with graphs on it. Excellent. Thank you for joining us yet again on our adventure into The Mandalorian Season 2. We're going to talk about the latest episode, spoil the heck out of it, and talk about things connected to Star Wars and things we liked, because let's be honest, there's not an episode we haven't liked. So if this is the episode that Jerry doesn't like, I'd be shocked, but we'll find out. Maybe he didn't like it. Maybe he hates stagecoach-style Western-themed episodes i don't know maybe he does maybe he doesn't i'm excited are you excited we're gonna find out but before we do we are going to talk about disney plus and everything they're adding because they're adding a thousand things we're not gonna talk about everything they're adding we're gonna talk about the star wars stuff they're adding and the marvel stuff they're adding and we're just gonna run through this real quickly here and and, turner and hooch and turner and hooch and we're going to run through it quickly here. We weren't going to normally uh, do this. Normally, we've been trying to, to bypass the news and make you guys look for your news on your own. This is a lot of stuff, though. <laughs> it's yeah. like, this was like, this was like when they did that dump, when they, uh, that media dump. Well, that's great. They did that, <laughs> uh, Marvel had that thing way back when, when they introduced the Black Panther and the Civil War and everything. That was the last time they'd done something this gigantic. All right. All right. So here we go. Let's do this. First in the Marvel shows, it's a yay or nay. Obviously, we know WandaVision showed a new trailer. New trailer. Looks great. January 15th. That's probably the thing I'm most excited for, to be honest. That WandaVision trailer, it it has the monkeys, which, you know, now we're talking about the monkeys again. But I also, it has a Truman-esque feel to it that I am digging, and I want to know what's going on. And by Truman-esque, he means the Truman Show, not the president. Yes. No, no, I meant the president. Oh, okay. I have no idea what this show's about. I have zero idea, and I'm so excited to find out. I have ideas. You know what's Vision doing, and why does he have why does he have the Mind Stone still? What's going on there? Who? Ah, I'm so excited. That's probably the one I'm most excited for, and I, which is great because it's the one we're gonna get probably the soonest. We finally got a full trailer for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is coming up in March. Finally, looks good. Very excited. We have our first look. You know what's funny about the? I want to talk about that trailer real fast. There's, a, I mean, you have the ending scene where he's flying away from a ship through the canyons, like Independence Day. <laughs> Or just like anything from The Mandalorian lately, where they're flying through fields or flying through canyons, and it's like I'm seeing this on a TV show on a regular basis. So you know, to, yeah, I did to, that too in 1953. It was called The Adventures of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said I did it. Because I don't know why I, you said you did it either. But I'm glad you're confident with it. I don't think it was a 53. I was like 58, <laughs> something like that. You were you were really young. <laughs> yes, very. <laughs> All right, we got our real first look at the Loki TV series, which will be coming out in May, which looks... TVA. Phenomenal. There's a lot of... We'll be having more conversations about all these things in deep detail in the next several months as we find out who's crossing over to what and how these characters are all connected. But that's looking really good. We also have seen, because there's all these photos coming online also, of the Hawkeye show, which is now being pushed towards late fall of 2021. They showed just a little bit of uh, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye and... 
the Kate Bishop version of Hawkeye, which has been cast by the girl from Bumblebee, Haley something. <laughs> Haley Joel Osment, yes. Yes, that's it. Yeah. We also got an incredible trailer for the What If animated series, mm-hmm. which looks really good and will be the final time we get to see anything from Chadwick Boseman as yes. he does the voice in that. It wasn't the last thing he did, but it's the last thing coming out. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, they did confirm, uh, I guess we talked about that in the movies, uh, that he they're not recasting him. I think it's a mistake, but that's fine. Uh, we got more series coming out. They're talking about uh, Ironheart, which will star the character of Riri Williams, who is like a Tony Stark character, uh, a young black girl. It should be very interesting, starring Dominique Thorne. We've got Armor Wars, which is based on another Iron Man famous comic book battle one, and this one's going to be with War Machine. Don Cheadle will be back for that as Colonel James Rhodey Rhodes. We got Rhodey the- Rhodes. We got the one that got my son and I so super excited is the Secret Invasion, which is a Nick Fury-led series that will have him as well as Ben Mendelsohn back as Talos the Skull. And this... Skrull. Skrull, yes. Well, he has a skull. He has a a red skull. No, but this one, uh, this should be huge. It's a TV series or or at least a mini series. It's hard to say which ones are their TV series and which ones aren't. The only one that I think we kind of know might be more than one season at this point is Loki. I've heard that there will be at least a second season of that versus these other ones are based, uh, the ones we've talked about are more like long movies well, Loki's, Loki's interesting because it lives in an alternate universe. So we don't can, know what any do, universe is. That's true. We can, but it could be, it could do whatever it wants. This is not the Loki we know. This is the Loki that we. Unless it is the Loki we know, because they actually show him, and we see in the trailer, we see scenes in there that happen to Loki past this moment. So maybe they're merging his identities and memories and stuff. So that might we'll be a way of doing it. You know what was in? Did you did you when you saw the, the Loki logo come up and they change all the. L-O-K-I's, they like flip mm-hmm. them around. Did anything stand out to you? No. Huh, me neither. I was just wondering if maybe I missed something because they're... they're they, they all match the up fonts. so you can actually do the whole... Fl- like somebody's already online put together so that there's like all seven different logos with the same font in each one. Okay, But yeah. Cool. We got announcements of stuff that we kind of heard about, which is the Moon Knight TV series, although they did not say that Oscar Isaac's is going to star in it, but that is the Scuttlebutt Online, the She-Hulk series, which will star Tatiana Maslany, who was in that series on BBC, uh, Orphan Black. Was it Orphan Red, Orphan Black? You know which one I'm talking about where she played multiple? Orphan Black is is the name of a series, but I don't know if that's what you're referring to. Well, she was the one who, she played all those multiple characters, uh, versions, clones of herself. Yeah, Is it a show you watched? Uh, one season I think you watched it. this. Then it's Orphan Black because I never watched it. So. Okay, uh, it was fine. Uh, she's good. She had denied doing this role. There's also they've said that uh, Mark Ruffalo will appear as Bruce Banner, and excitingly, we're going to be getting Tim Roth as the Abomination. Finally, bringing back another character from the Incredible Hulk movie, which is very cool. Plus, there's hints of other things. People speculate that this is where Daredevil will show up. Charlie Cox from the Netflix series, which would be very exciting if he doesn't already show up in Spider-Man Three, which is another theory that's going out there. I, apparently apparently i'm also in spider-man 3 <laughs> so it's you know everyone's in it parker you're in it i'm not you jerry you're not you're not the one in it but the person listening to this podcast is. yes we also have uh the miss marvel tv series uh which is the character of kamala khan we actually got there was a trailer teaser trailer for that well it was more like a like they, they shot a couple of scenes that i don't know if they were just look and feel kind of scenes it was really different because i didn't know how much they've started shooting of that or not they had there was a cool scene in that teaser trailer where they where they have her 
and they have all the executives yes and they're there to tell her she got the part and i thought that was it was a really cool way of obviously i think it's i don't know if they would do it this way normally but it was a cool way in the coronavirus age that we are in to let her know and i'm that's cool that they were able to capture that moment she will also be appearing in captain marvel 2 which we'll talk about in a second and Marvel Studios is, uh, this was out of nowhere, is we learned that they're actually, when they start filming Guardians of the Galaxy 3, they're also at the same time going to be filming a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. James Gunn will be directing that, which is exciting. That's due out probably in 2022. Uh, they're also going to be filming the footage that they need for the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster at Epcot Center that they're building. So that's happening at the same time, too. And, or earlier, because they might need it sooner. And then there's also an I Am Groot series of shorts that will be coming out in 2023 or 2022 uh talking about the movies that like i said they are not recasting black panther 2 we'll see what happens there i think it's a mistake we got a third ant-man film coming out called ant-man and the wasp quantum mania which will be bringing back the the characters from the last movie but we're also finally going to be getting kang the conqueror who i think we might actually even see in the loki series that's my guess that's exciting because that's a big bad avengers villain who could have bigger things down the road dr strange the multiverse of madness will tie into both the upcoming wandavision series as well as the sony and marvel's third spider-man movie which now is starring everybody who's ever been spider-man including uh, joel when he dressed him as a kid apparently i put on the costume backwards though so it's gonna be interesting yes. how they decide uh, to play that they talked about that they talked about dr strange being in it, and i think the final thing with the marvel stuff was at the very end that they have officially said marvel studios is developing a new fantastic four movie directed by the guy who directed all three that's calling the new one the new star uh star, spider-man movies so he's doing that there's speculation online that that's why one of the reasons they had a problem when if you remember a year and a half ago when all of a sudden spider-man was out of the mcu and now he's back in was because of the you know, Marvel saying, hey, we want this director, and, and Sony was like, hey, you can't have him. And so that was one of the reasons why they, they kind of walked, and there's talk of that. And also, if you watch The Last Spider-Man, there's a scene in the city where they show uh, where they're rebuilding or redoing something for Avengers Tower, and there's, this, there's signs on the wall that says one, two, three, and then there's a sign pointing to what's coming next. We can't wait to show you. And all the numbers, one, two, and three, all have circles around them. So people, yeah, I remember when that came up, people yep, were like, oh, my God. We talked about that in our yeah. podcast. So that is what's going on with that. As far as the Lucasfilm stuff, obviously we've got a Indiana Jones where he's going to be 92 when it finally is done. <laughs> we got a Willow TV series. I know Joel's excited about that. Willow! But really, yeah, the, the, the <laughs> Star Wars shows, we have the Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries. It's so funny that Star Wars is like, they put Solo out and they're like, oh my God, we're oversaturating the market with Star Wars. We need to slow down and then this comes, and then Mandalorian's a hit, and they're like, hey, we got 30 shows for you. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy was the one who did the presentation online. Very stiff. And I was like, a lot of people are like, is she still involved? Sounds like she is. I'm not sure if they're keeping her as a face, because they're really pushing for John Favreau and David Filoni. Uh, and speaking of them, they're who having... They? Well, they're the ones... Well, you know who they are. I'm not going <laughs> to... Shut up, idiot. But they're actually doing... They're in charge of two of the shows, uh, which are both spinoffs of The Mandalorian. The Ahsoka show as well as a new one called rangers of the new republic joel's going to be podcasting about all of these it's going to be crazy <laughs> supposedly they're all going to build to some sort of crossover event with the mandalorian either season three which by the way they said mandalorian season three will be coming out next christmas so it's going to yeah. be a little bit farther away as opposed to being 11 months like the last time it'll be more like 12 months away oh no we got the bad batch animated series that's exciting 
how will that tie in? Are they the ones who saved Grogu? We're going to find out how it all connects together. We had the, what we knew, the Rogue One prequel, the Star Wars Andor series, which will probably be in 2022. They're already filming that. That would look really cool. Uh, then we got one that we only had a little bit of information on, which was the, uh, the Acolyte, which is done by the creator of the Russian doll TV series, Leslie Headland, which is a phenomenal TV series. So I'm excited about that. And that's set back in the High Republic era of the franchise, which is when Yoda's only like 400 years old or something like that. Much younger. Lots more hair on his head. So he's Yaddle, is what you're saying? Yes, he's Yodel. We got the exciting news about Hayden Christian coming back to Obi-Wan Kenobi. I also heard recently that that also means that uh, the the actor who plays Boba Fett and all the clones, what's his name, Joel? Morrison, Morrison whatever, uh, he's probably going to be back in that too because of playing clones back then, Commander Cody and whatnot. Uh, the question is, will they get James Earl Jones to come back and do the voice? Because he's, he's supposed to be Darth Vader at this point, and hopefully they... Unless they're using a lot of flashbacks. Using flashbacks or... using or him in a, in, a, in, a, in a fluid vat, or he's just hanging out in a, a vat of fluid. Or if they get the rights to... Because obviously they can, they can make a Darth Vader voice. They can make anyone do the Darth Vader voice these days with voice changers. So they can get the rights to like, hey, Jordan Zero Drones, you're just going to get a check for the rest of your life and the rest of your family's lives. We're just going to use someone's voice to do Darth Vader. A couple of real fast ones that came through with not much information yet is a droid story, which will feature a new hero, uh, a new character along with R2-D2 and C-3PO. So that's a one shot or whatever. We don't know yet. There is a Star Wars Lando event series. Is that Donald Glover playing young Lando or Billy D. Williams playing older Lando or a combination of the two where he's Billy D. is telling some stories and, you know. Donald Glover is just acting like them out. Is this going to tie in? It could be. It could be. This is where they're going to be tying into the solo universe that we never got in the other films. So this could tie into Darth Maul and all of those events at that time period. And finally, we have the Star Wars Visions, which is an upcoming anime anthology, probably like seven, eight, nine episodes. Uh, that'll be interesting. To Hopefully, look it's at. done in the style of that one demo. It'll be which multiple. Is anime, which is the anime style. I know what you want. You're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. I think it's going to be like. Batman, Gotham Knights, any of those shows where it's going to be like seven or eight different looks and they're not all going to be the same. In the movies of Star Wars, we actually got information that the next Star Wars movie will be Rogue Squadron, which is due in December 2023, which is being directed by Wonder Woman 1984 and Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins. It's exciting. And we also did discuss that there is a untitled Taiko Watiti Star Wars movie, uh, which was announced back in May. So that's already in development. I just want to point out, everyone, that Jerry did this all by memory. I have so memorized it's, it. <laughs> I'm impressed. I don't know about you, but it impresses me. So obviously there's lots of news about animation that I'm not going to go into and Pixar and all that fun stuff. So that stuff you can go, oh, there's going to be an Alien TV series. That'll be crazy. But That means they might bring back Alien Encounter to Disney World. <laughs> You're dreaming. <laughs> Why not? So sorry that took, figured we wanted to talk about that before we get into Mandalorian. Hopefully we kept you there. Just wanted to give you a rundown that we have seen all of this stuff. And if any of that stuff interests you, let us know because it interests us. And those are things that we are going to be talking about over the next 42 years. So now we are finally going to talk about the Mandalorian chapter 15 episode, The Believer. Two questions for you, Joel. First off, what do you think of this episode? And secondly, who is the believer in the title of this episode? What did you think of the episode? Oh, I thought the episode was phenomenal. This is this is great stuff, and I believe the believer is myself. No, the audience member. No, you don't think that's what the believer. We're we're the believers. 
No, I, th- I think the uh, I-, I think the believer is Bill Burr's character Mayfield. I think it's the guy he shoots. I didn't dismiss you. I think no, it's that guy. A, well, we'll talk. I mean, I think it could probably be a bunch of stuff, but I I, I think it's Mayfield. I think I really think that's where it's leaning to because this is his story. Um, this episode is his story, so we'll find out. This episode was directed by Rick Femiua. I believe that's how I pronounce it. He was. He, I don't believe anything is ever what you say. No, it's, it's probably true. I, you know what? I think if I would love to string Jerry, you should put this together. Go back through all of our podcasts and string together all the bad names I've tried to pronounce. I will do that. Please hold your breath while I do that. No, okay, it's gonna be a while. Damn it. Um, he is, he directed episodes last season. He directed the heist episode last season. So this is a return to working with Bill Burr. Uh, what do you think about this episode? It's great. I mean, it goes by so fast. This was longer than last week's, but by a couple my, of minutes. My God! Right. I mean, why are these? Each episode could be ninety minutes, and it would never well, be too fast. <sighs> never, never be too fast. I mean, if yes and no. I mean, I they're they're just the right length they need to be for the stories they're telling. I, I they leave me wanting more. I'm never like, oh, that was just a tad too long. So I, I think they're doing. I think they're doing it right. No, they obviously are. I'm just It's so good that you want more. In fact, actually, after I watched this one a second time, last night I went back and rewatched the first episode with uh, Bill Burr's Mayfield, that, which was one of my favorite episodes, just to rewatch and to see his characters. Yeah. Put down that gun, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, I, it, I listened to his podcast this morning on the way in, and he's talking about how happy he was that this episode turned out so good and everything. I, I, it, I, it's such a shame. Like, if, if I was to take away one thing from this episode is that, that he is, he leaves the team. He walks away. Doesn't mean he won't be back, but they're leaving you with the sense that this is his episode of the season. We're not going to see him again. And that's a shame because he brings, like, this show is, I think the show is great, but there's something he brings. Maybe it's his high pitched screaming. I, I, like his, his way of, like, screaming is just. Well, again, phenomenal. it's The Mandalorian. There's a show coming out called The Rangers of the New Republic, which seems like about a group of people getting together with Cara Dune. That would be a new series that they're going to work on. And I, he would just be fantastic. I mean, I loved him when he was in uh, Breaking Bad. So it would be great just to have him be this character. Who do you play in Breaking Bad again? It's been so long since I watched uh, He. He played I bad, I believe. <laughs> okay, go <good> on. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this episode, Joel. What is the planet we are arriving on here? Um, where there's all these TIE fighters that have been destroyed. It's Junkion? <laughs> is where the Junkions are? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Do run, run, runny, mock. <laughs> <laughs> Operators are standing by. <laughs> are we quoting Transformers the movie? This we is stuff. <laughs> awesome. So uh, it's this junk planet. I don't know if we ever get a name for it. Uh, but it doesn't have to be a junk planet. This just could be a no, junk right. site. But it's a great junk site. It's an imperial junk site. We see some adats lifting uh, scrap metal up. We get to see the Tie Fighter. We get to see some ATSTs. Uh, the, and he's working there because he was arrested, and now he is working for the New Republic, breaking down scrap. He's basically in jail. Yes. We see the when that when the droid that walks up to him which is the prisoner droid which is very similar to the droids that were in last season's episode with bill burr i heard him say did he say please salute marshall dune i did not I, it was see, weird. no i did not see that that is not i don't i'm done okay that's not what they said uh, or please go with marshall so marshall dune show marshall dune uh shows up and she's going to be taking the prisoner into her custody and this is also then leading us to slave one we see over the horizon do you watch i'm asking when you're watching the show knowing that they're using the filming techniques we know that they do use where they're not that do you kind of like watch yourself and look at it and go like okay 
it only goes back this far. And oh now yeah, that, that's this. I thought about that right away when we were watching the scrapyard scene because there's a mound, and then clearly behind the mound is the is the uh, volume, the CG with the cranes in the background, the AT, uh, it's not the, the void cranes and all that. What's that? <laughs> Never mind. It's not the void now. Um, but you can clearly see where that ends and that begins. And I, you're just aware of it now, even though it looks, I, I wish I wasn't aware of it, but that's just the world, the nature. I'm, I'm happy. I have that knowledge. It it's still seamless. I, I, I think, I think that you'd find out you'd watch it. You go like, Oh, I thought the dump part was in the, was actually real. And that wasn't, you'd find out like, Oh, that's not even real either. Oh yeah. I'd probably be wrong. <laughs> That's why they listen to this podcast to hear me be wrong. It's been my life. All right, so, so we yes. get to see Boba Fett walking down, and uh, Clean Mayf- up armor. Mayfeld again does a second half. He's like, he basically says, "For a second, I thought you were this other guy." So we get the cleaned up armor. Any thoughts on this? Because this is a big deal. It's like we've never seen this armor this clean before. Is it because he had the time to do it? Because the people who were wearing it beforehand were smelly. Was he always busy? I heard lots of different theories online. Uh, he cleaned it. I don't. I, I'm not sure. I don't. I, know. I can't believe people have put theories together on them giving. Oh, him everybody! Look, like, I can't believe people. I can't believe people do podcasts on this TV series either. So what are you going to say? <laughs> well, I'm just going to shut my mouth, aren't I? <laughs> exactly. You notice one thing he couldn't do was he could not remove the dent in his. Uh, the helmet there, because again, this is Beskar armor, so it couldn't be just buffed out, but he could easily put it in the paint machine that he probably has there and you know, and it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dent in the he- helmet armor was not there when Jango Fett had the armor. And there is supposedly a sequence from one of the unfilmed or unfinished Clone Wars episodes where Boba Fett's wearing that armor and he gets blasted in the head by cad bane and that's theoretically where he could be getting the dent but it won't be until they actually film it or put that episode out and make it canon but yeah he couldn't fix the dent here's my question he has the time to paint that but he couldn't paint slave one slave one still looks all rickety he needs a nice paint job on that too like you said maybe he has a little paint machine inside slave one where he just puts his helmet in and it paints and he pulls it back out speaking of inside well, it's interesting one. because we we know the painting exists because when we think about uh the rebels uh, what's her name? Oh my God, it's gonna drive. I'm not gonna remember it. The Mandalorian on that show, she paints her armor a, a lot. Like she has very colorful armor. Oh, a Sabine Wren. Yeah, Sabine. So, you know, they, that's they a good have point. The like maybe it's a, yeah, interesting. So you were talking about inside Slave One, and then we get to well, our first on, views we, in there. Before we get um, I, because I, I know where you're going. Oh, you want to go I'm, with the Mandalorian? I just want to talk about um, uh, Cara and May, uh, Cara Dune and Mayfield's relationship in this because it is throughout she hates him and he he's like i've i'm just trying to survive kind of thing and this is a part of his story but she despises him for being imperial and i like to see where this relationship continues to go because it's an interesting dynamic because they they're mortal enemies or at least that's the way she sees it yeah and and me going back to rewatch that previous episode he, I was trying to like, is there any redemption in this episode, this first episode of him that would hint towards where we go in the final of this one? And honestly, there really isn't. There is, he's, he's, he does everything a bad guy would do in that episode. Except when they showed the previously on, they showed that he wasn't the one that shot. Exactly, yes. Um, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker yeah, voice. Exactly. But yeah, that was the one thing. But I was watching that to see it's like, well, how how much can you redeem him? Obviously they think they do a phenomenal mm-hmm. job. Phenomenal job. So yeah, with the, I, I agree with you. Watching their relationship was was really interesting. So back in the ship finally, we get to see the ship rotating around. Oh come them. on, how cool is that? 
Yes. Very that cool. was awesome. Like whoever thought just to put that in there was when they were like, oh, how does the ship reorientate itself if you're in the ship? It only pla- I guess it only matters when you're in gra- gravity field. Uh, you know, filled planets because in space, you know, every all the ships have artificial gravity, anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not talk about that. That gets <laughs> that just gets really confusing. What's up? What's down? Yeah. There's so Mayfield finds out that they have his kid, and he's like the little green guy. Yeah, and they, and so they want to bring him in to tr- find out where Moff Gideon is located, and the only way for him to do that is he needs an internal Imperial terminal, and there's one located on the planet of Morak, a secret Imperial mining hub. Yes. What are they what are they mining there? Uh Rhydonium. Which was named after our cousin. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> That's great. Rhydonia is highly volatile and explosive, and we have seen this in the Clone Wars, or I believe it maybe it wasn't Clone Wars, it was the definitely it was Clone the, Wars. Well, I thought it was a Rebels series also. Nope. Well, I mean it it, it, yeah. it's, it has it first appeared in Clone Wars. It has since made its way into other shows and other media. So and we I fo- want to point out here that I have to I have to remember uh and just you know I got to say it again how cool it is to have Boba Fett on this freaking show like this is this is the dream Jerry before the prequels came out for all that like imagine you get a show like oh yeah one of the characters at least in the second season one of the main characters is going to be Boba freaking Fett like He's, he's standing next to and... another incredibly cool Mandalorian. It's... Think about how the Mandalorian series started last year. We're like, they're doing a Mandalorian series. You got to do Boba Fett. Why wouldn't you do Boba Fett? Boba Fett's the only one. That... Why are we watching this other guy? And then over the course of that season, we, we fall in love with this incredibly cool, you know, character of Jin, uh, of Din. Din? Yeah, Din. 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 Oh, yeah. And, and, and so, uh, like, now and that not, we get yeah. this together. Now we get Boba Fett. Get out of here. You know, first you see Boba Fett come down with his armor. He looks all cool. And then all of a sudden we get the Mandalorian come down and we have his music that... You know, comes in. It's so good. And, and and it's not that just Boba Fett looks cool in his armor. When he takes off his helmet, he looks cool. Like the fact that he's scarred up. The fact that we're getting to see Boba Fett without his helmet on, because that connects to the prequels. It's the same freaking actor. Oh, we're living in a we're living in a, a dream right now, Jerry. This is a, a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. So we we learn that the base that they're going to be infiltrating is run by ex ISB agents. Yes. Who are the ISB? The ISB, that stands, what does that stand for? That stands for... Imperial Security Bureau or something like that? That stands for, I'm, I had it written down, and now I don't have it because there's. I have an ISB for Imperial Assault. There's an ISB figure. Imperial Security uh, Bureau. Bureau, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, yeah, we're going to get a lot of Imperial troops in this episode, and Jerry's going to tell us all the different types of troops we see. Yeah. So this is our big dilemma. Is that, okay, thank you. This whole <laughs> sequence here where, obviously, who's going to go with Mayfeld to keep their eye on him? And we learn that, obviously, Kara can't go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fennec Shan can't go because she's wanted by the IBS. Oh, speaking of uh, Fennec, just a connection, we see her, uh, potentially her, in the Bad Batch series yes. animated. We don't know if that's her. It's her. The, well, the aging is weird on that. Have she's you seen be, how she ages in real well, life? That's true, but she's going to have to be extremely young to be in the Clone Wars to where she is now. But we'll see. I mean, I, it, to be honest, though, when I saw the animated version of her, I, was, I don't care for her helmet. <laughs> her helmet's mm-hmm. kind of weak compared to other helmets we've seen in the show. But yeah. anyways, that's neither here nor there. So Fennec can't go because she's wanted. And Boba Fett says, let's just say they might know my face. Yeah. Because he's the face of all of them. So we then learn that, obviously. No, he's not the face of all of them. Well, he's the face. They know his face 
is they, being do a they, clone, yeah. Is that it, or they just know him from Boba Fett? But yeah, either way. I don't know. That's a great question. I didn't even think. He'd have to go in there without wearing the Mandalorian armor. So he's they would recognize his face as being maybe a clone war, a clone trooper. He could have put on one of the helmets just like Mando did anyways. Of course. But whatever. So we Well, you, get, know, you know what it is? The fact that they have to take off their mask in order to be scanned. If they were scanned his face, they would have known. Have we didn't find that face. out, though, until we were next to the machine. That's true. That's true. So Mando is going in Imperial armor. He's already breaking his code to a certain degree. Uh, and I like how Mayfield calls him. He's like, wait yeah. a minute. So is it taking off the helmet or just not showing your face? So uh, let me just uh, go back real fast. We're on the planet of Morak now. Uh, we There are A6 juggernauts. Those are the transport vehicles. They're a later model of what was the turbo tanks in the Clone Wars. So I thought that was a, an interesting little connection. We also saw some of them on the planet Kashyyyk during yes. the, uh, episode three. So they're going to uh, hijack one of these turbo, ta- these one of these juggernauts. I like that they jump in with Dune and Cara Dune goes in and takes off the pilot. She is just, she is a badass <laughs> she character. Is. She's awesome, and you know, if anyone has problems with her, they're they're dumb. I like the fact that they do this within a tunnel. So that way they can't be seen. Mm-hmm. No, it's it, not it through. A, it was a really clever way of doing it. This is Juggernaut 5, by the way, which is relevant. I'll say in a little bit why it's relevant that it's Juggernaut 5. Yep, so Car- uh, Mando gives his Mandalorian armor to Cara Dune, who's who's later going to put it onto Slave 1 because he's going to get changed on Slave 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where else would she have put it? <laughs> well, I mean, she, I didn't know if she was going to carry it with her the whole time or what. Because he's only trusts her versus Boba Fett. I don't know. No, because I think both her and Fennec Shen had to also be care you know they had to that base was a pretty good distance away from where that tunnel was so you figure slave one had to drop them off and then go hide someplace else so as there as is uh mayfield and mando are in the cockpit i, I like how mayfield takes off his helmet he's like i can't see in this just a clever little line for him not to wear a helmet this episode oh, it, was, it was fine he also goes he goes i don't know how you people wear these things and by you people i mean mandalorians <laughs> <laughs> there's a moment here when he's talking to when he's talking to mando I thought the suit was empty. It was just going to be a suit sitting there. Because Mando wasn't moving, so it's like, is, an, is anyone in there? <laughs> is it just a dummy in there? Uh, so, they, yeah, they're transporting the Rhydonium. Uh, Drive through a village. They Yeah, they go through the village of inhabitants. Their people are living a... They're not living the best life, I guess. I don't. They don't look like they're suffering too bad, but, you know, mm-hmm. I guess the Imperial is making their lives hard. Uh, but this is where you were. Uh, you had mentioned this before. This is a great little conversation between Mayfield and Mando here, where they talk about Mayfield's like, ah, the Imperial, the New Republic, someone's being ruled and someone's being the ruler. It's two of the same coin here, and it's yeah. an interesting conver- uh, the, conversation. The, the common person doesn't know. And Mayfield's yeah. like, I'm just a survivor. So he's questioning like, what is good and what is evil, and that's that. That is sort of the theme in this. Uh, we're going to get a resolution to that. Like, there is actually a definition between good and evil, and mm-hmm. it's not just who's the ruler and who's being ruled. And this is the moment where he also then he criticizes Mando for for changing his helmet. And I, I like how he's like, "What is it? You can't take off your helmet, or you can't show your face." Yeah, it's like there's little steps. You know, you know, just be honest with the you know, be honest with it. Don't keep you know. Don't and give us your hokey religion as an excuse. Don't don't it, say that. Well, listen, I can't eat fish on Friday because I'm Catholic. You know, like what about uh, what about you know contraception? Hey, that's a lot harder. I'm just going to do the fish on exactly. Friday. Exactly. Well, it, which what makes this so perfect is that this is Bill Burr 
saying this. And if you've oh, ever yeah. watched Bill Burr stand up, this is he points out hypocrisy all the time. And so it's great because this is a, a hypocritical moment for the Mando. It's like, what is it? Stop saying you're doing this one thing, which is fine because we understand why Mando's doing it. He's saying that the child is more important than his beliefs. And I like that idea. It's a really, really, it, it, it says a lot about his relationship. And we get a line at the end of this episode, which I'm going to talk about. So Bill, Bill Burr also makes a comment here, or Mayfield makes a comment, he's comparing Mandalore, Mandalore and Alderaan. And he basically says, both of them don't exist anymore. And people were online are kind of like, wait a minute, we know Alderaan literally doesn't exist anymore. But, you know, does Mandalore, you know, what does that mean? Is it a burnt husk? We don't know. That's something that we're going to be building towards on these series. But what is, where, what is with Mandalore? You know, we haven't seen it mm-hmm. destroyed, I guess. Speaking of destroyed, uh, pirates local pirates start to blow up the other pre, the the juggernauts that are farther ahead three and four we also see i when we go I, the reason i brought up the numbers was because we go past two juggernauts that are destroyed i'm like oh that must be juggernaut one and two yep and then three and four get destroyed we see explosions they start to floor to get out of there they start getting followed by these pirates uh, i couldn't recognize what these pirate alien forms are i don't know if you saw anything uh, i was looking up and then i didn't it's something looks like somebody who was in jabba's palace pretty much yeah, except blue. I don't remember any blue, but that's neither here nor there. So Mando is going to get out and do a. This is this is like I said earlier. This is the stagecoach episode. That's basically what this is. You have the pirates coming. They're jumping on board. He's fighting them. Some great fight scenes here. We we get the so many pirates. We get the oh yeah. What well, makes it great because he kills. He takes out two of them, and all of a sudden there's a whole like another fleet coming in they use the punching sound effect which they use in star wars but i know it even more so from indiana jones the every time they punch and i was like this is i love it i love that sound effect it's so fake but it, it fits the it fits the star wars universe we also see a gun that doesn't work which nope. you oh, never convenient. see yeah it's like oh, well, right there's also power. other things like he goes to block the staff with his armor and his armor's breaking because it's not the it's yeah not he, the he instinctively thinks it's Beskar. That was a great moment. Uh, I also had to point out that I actually think they built a juggernaut for this episode. That's a I think that's a full on vehicle they uh, built. For I this. think they built maybe no 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 watch it because it the goes wheels by though people. might not be. Why would they build a husk of one and have to digitally move it in front of people and around people? It's a lot more expensive to no, make no, a when giant I was watching vehicle. It, but we'll find out. We'll find out. They're, we don't know. They're playing on the whole thing. They climb over the side. The camera pans around it. I think they built a whole, thi- uh, a whole thing. And it's not like it's <laughs> again. I I can't make that decision because they said, "Oh yeah, did you know every one of those pirates was was fake?" Again, remember when we were like Attack of the Clones and we find out later, like, "Oh yeah, none of the armor was built." We're like, "What?" Yeah, that's. Think about that. That's, that's, you, you know, you're probably right on this, but it just from when I was watching it, I watched it pretty closely. I was like, "That is a full-on built uh, juggernaut." Yeah. So we it's get to this, Yeah. So we're getting obviously close to the base. Uh, Man, Mayfield has to slow it down because he may make over the bridge, and we see all of these guys coming towards him. We get this incredible sigh from the Mandalorian. He's like. I wanted right. him to, to do the lock, locking his arms like they do in Mission Impossible. Cocking the guns, yeah. But all of a sudden we get TIE Fighters hold to on, the rescue. Before, before that, there was, a, there was an awesome moment where he takes a thermal detonator and he throws it at one of the skiffs and it blows him backwards yeah. as well. I mean, these are little details, small details that the fight scene or the director or whoever came up with the idea – it's brilliant. It, it, the, our, our character is not a super, is not the most powerful character in the world, but he is very super human-esque. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, Mando-esque. So we get the TIE fighters to the rescue. Yeah. Mayfield goes, woo and it's like the first time you're actually rooting for the TIE fighters, which is yeah. crazy. Because we're told that they're pirates and not you know, freedom fighters or something like that, which is like, maybe, you know, are they pirates or are these people, you know, that are being oppressed? We don't know. Fun we can't f- think about it. Fun fact about the juggernaut, the, the, the lid, the hatch, closes itself. I saw as he cl- as he climbs in, it closes itself. I'm like, oh, that must have been the upgrade special they bought. Self closing hatches. Yeah. So we get the scene where all the stormtroopers and the other troopers are becoming incredible shots again when they kill all the pirates, which yeah. was convenient. What are those other troopers called? Uh, I mean, stormtroopers. We have uh, sand troopers. No, they weren't uh, sand troopers. It's the ones we see in Rogue Rogue One, the ones that are on the planet. The planet. Yeah, I don't yeah. know the names off the top of my head. Uh, sorry, everyone out there. It's okay. Do let me ask you something. Do you remember the Imperial? Tro- do you remember the stormtroopers? Anyone saluting? I was trying to think of a time in the in Star Wars. I mean, there's plenty. Like I don't Clone know. Wars. I have to think about it. Because he's they're obviously saluting him, and Bill Burr is saluting back. And I was like, I don't remember them ever saluting. Uh, they're they're. I don't. I don't know. I have to. I can't think of one specifically. I don't know. So we're on the Imperial base. Now they're, they're a lot inside. Of happy Imperials. They're inside. They need to go to the the officer's mess hall uh, to to contact, to get a, in with the Imperial uh, terminal. Yeah. As they walk in, as Bill Burr is going to go in, though, he sees uh, Valen Hess, or as I like to write, Van Halen Hess. <laughs> um, <laughs> this particular actor. Brick. Who's, I know him from two things. Well, he, it, we're we're reuniting the sand uh, the sand viper with the the night king. He played the night king in, for only seasons three and four, though. And he was replaced. In Game, of Th- Game of Thrones. Yeah, he was also in Breaking Bad. He played Joe Chill. I'm not Breaking Bad. <laughs> he played Joe Chill in Batman Begins. Okay. Well, in he the, looks great. The, yeah. He, oh, looks, guy's he looks voice like an imperial. He, yeah, he looks great. His voice is fantastic. He turns out to be Mayfield's superior. But somebody Mayfield who doesn't know Mayfield at all. He was, well, he's, he's way he, higher. But Mayfield he, doesn't. He doesn't, know doesn't want that. to risk that. Yeah. He's like, and we're going to abort this thing. And, he's like, I and, can't. I got to do it. And this is all about giving a reason. And I think it works in the story. I'm not complaining about mm-hmm. it. But it's a reason for the Mandalorian to show where he. You know, is he the believer? Does he not believe in his creed anymore? Maybe this is the believer. The fact that he's willing to like, you know, now that he's seen Bo-Katan and other Mandalorians take their helmet off. Maybe he's, you know, losing his extreme you know this is the way attitude but we have a terminal that has to scan a face let's ask let's ask let me ask you about this terminal here is it can be any human face is this done so that human it just be as long as it's a human and not some alien because the imperial uh government is is notor- notably uh more inclined to go for humans and, I, and doesn't I, like aliens i i thought about that and i don't have an answer for it the same reason i don't have an answer for it, it starts counting down and it's like five four as it's scanning and it's like well, why is it counting when it's still scanning? What if it? What if it like got to his chin and it went to zero and it didn't do the full facial scan? Like you got to time that perfectly. <laughs> and I was like, what? Are I don't know how to answer that. It seems very made up that it has to scan. A do you face. think that it recognized his face because he's already in the system? Is he? An, was he? An, did, I don't know. I mean, we supposedly know his backstory from a kid to becoming a Mandalorian. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. It seems very. Mm. I don't know. Well, he, he takes off his mask. Yes. And then he gets confronted by Valen Hess. What's your TK number? Uh, and, and he doesn't have the answer for that. He, you know, he's a, a transport trooper. And 
And I like that Mayfield, who didn't want to go in because he didn't want to risk being recognized, he, you know, this is a good moment. He, he goes in and he rescues, he rescues Din, old brown eyes. He says, yeah, his vessel lost pressure in Tanab. Tanab is something that we hear in The Return of the Jedi when Lando is talking to Han Solo and he says, somebody must have told him about my uh, mission in the, you know, the Battle of Tanab. That's a reference, a very weird, small one, but that's what that is. So Mayfield comes in and he immediately must know, like he sees him with the helmet on. He actually notices he has brown eyes right away. That's why he calls him brown eyes. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, uh, Mayfield's very perceptive. He has to pick that up right away. In order well, he's to a sharpshooter. I mean, I, he, he, I mean, maybe not as good as Fennec Chen, but he's, well, actually, everybody on the show seems to be sharpshooters except for the stormtroopers. And so Valen has, has this moment there. It's very tense. And then he's going to toast. S- and then he's going to sit down and have a toast with them. Toast to what? And they talk about it. And this. This was uh, this was the scene. This is the turning point for Mayfield. What an incredible scene! Incredible scene. He yes. mentions, "Let's toast." What about Operation Cinder? What and Operation Cinder is from Star Wars Battlefront Two, and from the books and from the comics. It's actually all over the place. That was it, where it was first introduced. With mm, I think it was at I the same time because I, it was in the okay. books. The book actually, uh, and we've talked about it before too. Yeah. This is basically the emperor's, you know, burn everything to the ground if I'm not going to be around situation, which is great. And we turn, we, you know, he basically, uh, Mayfield's talking to the guy talking about he was in uh, Burning Calm, which is a place that had an, ironically has a name Burning in it, so that made it a little awkward. But this mm-hmm. is something we've seen also mentioned. In, that's interesting that the, you think that's the name of the place. Because I is. thought that too, and they capitalized it in the subtitles, but then I was like... It's a real place. I okay. mean, a real Great. place. Great, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's a real place, just like all the Star Wars stuff's real. No, yeah. So, yeah, Valen Hess is very proud of what he's done. He had to make some tough decisions, but Mayfield starts questioning him on it. And- this scene here, I mean, again, I will always defend that Din doesn't have to take his helmet off because he's able to convey so much in the helmet with the voice and the movement and and how we project our own emotions onto that, which is great. But that that little moment when they when he looks over and Din just kind of like does that very slight shake his head like what are you doing? Don't do it. What a great great moment. Do you think? Do you think this scene would have been more effective if we had never seen his face before? Because I know we got we got to see it last season at the end. Um, no, I, I think that they. I think this. If they had never taken it off, then it would might have been overpowering the scene. It would have been. It wouldn't have been about him making this decision. It wouldn't have about him in this confrontation that we see him at the table. It would all have been like, oh my god, I can't believe we're finally seeing his face. And I think that would have been an overshadow. And I think the fact that they did it last season. <laughs> and they, they took eight episodes and then they finally did it. And then we go another seven episodes until they do it again. And I think that's great because we were excited. Like, oh my God, he did it again. You know, like, we're, like he, now he's doing it where other people are seeing it, not just a droid. And then like, okay, now we already know what he looks like. He's got a nice looking little mustache. He clearly shaves under there, whatever you want yeah, to talk does, about. Does he, does he lift the mask up only like right to his eyes and then do the shaving? I don't know how things that. work in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Maybe you can, your hair grows certainly different. But I, I think that this was the right way to do it, uh, having shown it to us earlier, seven episodes. Sure, it would, have been, it, would have been, it would have been an interesting conversation on this podcast. Have you, this has been the first time we see his face. And you're right. It you murdered oversha- them. It, it, would have, it would have probably overshadowed uh, a lot of what's going on in this episode. But to have him, to have the actor on set is, is, is probably delightful. So um, I know he's on set probably a lot. He's probably on set for every episode, just not all the stunt yeah. scenes. Although I did listen to a, a conversation with Bill Burr talking about last time he did it. 
explaining how he's working with Clancy Brown. And then he mentioned uh, one of the stuntmen who plays the Mandalorian. He goes, oh, and and John or whatever his name was. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, know, he throws that out there because that's the guy he was working with the whole Mm -hmm. time. Hess has a moment here where he talks about the new empire, like the new empire. New Republic. (laughs) The new Republic. How the empire has never been stronger and the new republic is in disarray. And I thought this, I mean, this is obviously someone who is a true believer who believes that, like, even though they he's lost. the believer. Even though they lost, he's like, we still won. And it's like, oh, you don't, like, that is so, it's just interesting to see how much he's, this is a Nazi thing, too. Like, the, oh, yeah. the people who are Nazis like, we didn't lose and he's not dead. This is all a lie. And turns out it was a lie. The emperor never died. Yeah, are you so. trying to say like, wait, they didn't win the election? No, I. You know, as I was <laughs> I talking, knew you were saying that. as I was talking, I was like, oh no, like that's not where I want to go I with know, this. We're not going to do that. That is not at all where I want to go with this. <laughs> so we get a little bit of action sequence here where they, where these guys just take them out. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom. Mayfield's boom. just had enough, and I just love that he just snaps and he just shoots. He, this is the Han Solo. It's an homage to the original Han Solo. He just shoots him just shoots him right out right it's fantastic and then they t- and I, there's a moment where everyone stops like what just happened and then they take out everyone this I is loved it this is very reminiscent of one of my all-time favorite westerns one of the best westerns of all time the wild bunch sam peckinpah's the wild bunch came out in 68 or 69 and there's a scene at the end where our heroes are in this situation with this terrible terrible person this general and he kills their friend and he's surrounded by hundreds of his guys and they kill him and everybody's like oh and then they look around, and they kill another guy over there. And Ernest Borgnine's one of these. He's just got this smile on his face, and they're like, "Yep, let's do it." And then like everybody finally goes for their guns, and they just slaughter everybody. It's incredible, and it's right out of that. It's the exact same cowboy esque moment where you shoot, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "What just happened?" It also reminds me of Open Range when Kevin Costner, and they, he's like, "Are you the one who?" killed my friend and he's like yeah i did it and i do it again it felt great and kevin costner walks up and just shoots him right in the head it's a uh, spoiler i haven't seen that yeah well you should see open range it's a it's a fantastic fan- it's no I, wild it's, bunch it's it's up there it's up there in my top 10 uh, westerns for sure so he says as they do this he cover he gives him a helmet back he's like i never saw your face yeah awesome awesome great stuff great stuff i think that 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 is we, we saw the turning point for mayfield oh yeah this was that's what I, I have written down here turning point for mayfield that's exactly what my notes say. so they escape through the window they're climbing up on the roof which is like over a dam uh yes and then they're getting help from fennec and from Car- cara dune sharpshooters uh and then they do this they do this jump where slave they jump one is on, on the way one. well it's on the way yeah i want to point out like a bunch of the troopers they killed they killed a couple of the uh Thai bomber guys, or yeah, they're not. No, 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 they're not Thai bomber Death Star. guys. But Death Star. Tro- they're they're they were running. An- they were holding cannon the guns. troopers yeah. or blaster. I can't remember their names, but they're the guys that like give you the old trucker symbol. Mm. Yeah, when they want to when they want the trucks to blow their <laughs> yeah. horn, they do the. Uh, uh. <laughs> and then they so they jump on the slave one. There was one scene in that jump though that makes it look like. Bill Burr's character didn't make the jump. <laughs> the way it's cut, I'm like, he missed. Oh, he's on. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. During this entire sequence here, I thought, especially because he saw him with his mask off, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to kill him. I think Mayfield's going to die. And no, the show is actually, well, that. I mean, did you think that Nick Nolte's little Ugnaught character was going to get killed in the first season? Yeah, but I mean, I didn't. You did think that. I No, I didn't. I didn't think that. But I, but 
if they would have killed off Bill Burr's character, I mean, that'd been a shame. Like I mentioned earlier, I wish he was on this show. But see, but like, it would have been a shocker. It would have been. Think about it. I mean, it's like right now you could be going like, oh, wouldn't it be great if that Ugnaught was still around or or IG-11? Why couldn't they kept him? Like, no, these, those characters are gone. Which is good. Which is good for a show. It gives it stakes. So they get onto Slave 1 and then more sharpshooting, like Jerry mentions. They, he gets the rifle and he's able to hit the Rhydonium and blow up the base for the most part. Yep. I don't know if he destroys the entire base because, again, that's a dam. No, it I didn't hate, look like yeah. I would hate for him to destroy that base and then that water floods that village and, ooh, oh no. <laughs> but Kara was impressed. Yes. And uh, uh, Mayfield says, hey, we all need to sleep at night. I think, uh, is it, did Kara see him shoot that? Yes. Like she saw Slave 1 and then she like. She did. Is that that yeah? So she lets. And they comment. They go, "Nice shot." Yeah, she lets him go. Uh, Speaking of letting one go, that was slave one. Terrible, but slave one probably one of the coolest moments of the episode. Slave one drops in a, a moment seismic charge. Filled, yeah, a sonic seismic, sonic seismic. What's the difference between that and a sonic charge? I've never heard of a sonic charge. That's the difference. It's a seismic charge. I think I'm thinking of when you pay with a credit card at a Sonic restaurant. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. It's a Sonic charge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do you like fries on your Sonic charge? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I get points for that. <laughs> what, what, what size would you want? Medium, large, or seismic? <laughs> but it's a great. I, we've seen we've seen this before. Uh, but that that boom, that sound effect is just, yeah it is is great. <laughs> and uh, so they land. They they let Dune go. He's just like I can go. Dune okay. go. And he leaves. Or not Dune. Uh, they let Mayfield, Mayfield go. Dune lets Mayfield go. Yes. And then he, he just he, walks they said off. Basically, he didn't make it out alive in that battle back. He there. just walks off. Hopefully, he has a plan. He's not. He, oh, the, you dropped me off fifty miles away from anything. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. And uh, we will see him again. I hope so. Yes. Uh, Mando's in his armor again. Yes. And so Mando says, "We got information. He's what's our next plan?" We see him kind of. Look, and then we cut to Moff Gideon's ship. Yes, yes. And then they receive a message from Din. I think you're going to want to see this. And this is a parallel from last season when Gideon said sort of similar stuff to him. And it's an awesome Din's scene. like, I'm coming to get it because that child means more to me than you'll ever know. And it's just, whoo. Uh-oh, you, you messed with the wrong guy. So it was I don't the know Rambo this... First Blood Part 2 scene. He's like, I'm coming for you. When we get the scene, which uh, it's going to be the Darksaber versus the Beskar staff battle fight sequence that we're going to get. Because that's why they showed us it earlier between a Jedi and a, a non-Jedi. That's what we're going to get, and it's going to be exciting. It's the first episode where we had no Grogu at all. Out of all of them. No Grogu. No Gru. No Gru, yeah. No Gru. So, incredible episode again. I cannot believe we only have one more to go. I hope Disney Plus starts making other shows because that would really help because <laughs> I don't know if they got anything planned, but this was, this was pretty awesome. Hamilton spinoffs. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, that brings us to the end. I hope you guys enjoyed it. What are your thoughts? Tell us what you thought of the episode. Yeah. Contact us in all the familiar places. Facebook.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. Send us a tweet at Bennett Bros Pod or send us an email. Bennett Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to the people who do contact out there. Thank you, Tim Curtis. Always good to hear from you. Brendan, also good to hear from you. Love it. Keep doing that. And uh, we will continue as we go. We have one more to go. Joel also has finally seen the new mutants. So we will probably the old mutants. We will probably put that podcast out 
after the Mandalorian one. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. So one more to go. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Let us know what your thoughts are. And until then, I'm Jerry. I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time.